0: Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, Sands the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou
1: Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Um, I'm going to go over, I've got a couple of sections here that I'm going to cover today. And... The first one I'm going to talk about is something that I just happened to see on it was a Facebook post uh, talking about from a sexual health standpoint for men. And it originally started as a bit of a lark where this man's uh, uh, ex-girlfriend had moved out, but she had left a pregnancy test and he thought, oh, this will be, you know, just a fun thing to do and, you know let's just try this anyway. And what ended up happening is it was positive. So he's thinking, how is that possible? Because the thing that the pregnancy tests are testing for is a hormone for women that as a woman becomes pregnant, she starts creating, um, as a result of the placenta and the developing baby, it's called HCG, human chorionic because the chorion is part of the placenta. And <clears throat> that's what it's testing, which is why they usually recommend wait until you are at least a week late because the amount of the hormones going up, it doesn't go up in a linear lo- way. It goes up logarithmically. So it's like two times and then four times. So, and that's also why for many women, they're, uh, because of the increase of different hormones, they are become progressively more sick until at about the third month when the veil of nausea lifts. For some women, it never lifts. But the important thing about this article, it was apparently written originally in <clears throat> on Reddit. And the guy takes the test. It turns out positive, And he's going like, what the heck is this, you know? How is this even possible? So then he thought, well, you know, he's just going to have a fun time with it. So then he decided, I'm just going to put this up on Reddit, and he's just going to uh, write out something and say, how is this possible? It says later, I'm pregnant. Well, what actually it was um, a good thing for this guy, because it turned out that now this is not the way to always be testing for testicular cancer but that particular type of testicular cancer did create hcg so he the people who flooded you know sent him responses back said you are actually you you know it may be that you actually have a form of cancer so he went to see the doctor and sure enough that's what it was now the american you know cancer society does not say that you know, to do this, uh, to rely on pregnancy tests to see if they have testicular cancer or not, because as with women, false positives are always possible, and there's always a chance that a man with testicular cancer isn't producing enough of the hormone for a pregnancy test to pick it up. But what the other thing is, well, it can be something that if you are going to check yourself for testicular cancer, one of the things to do is to do it after a shower when the scrotum, the, the lining of the scrotum, those muscles are much more relaxed. And then you can feel, um, you know, you can feel it And do test each one of the testicles, see if there's any lump or a bump. Don't worry if you feel a little thing that sort of moves around a little bit. That That's normal, that's that's like the side edge of the um, testicle, one part of the vas deferens area that, comes out and then leads up in, through, out of the scrotum. But you do want to make sure that if there's any, if you have an area that is uh, swollen, or large, it could be something that uh, a testicle can get twisted and that may be causing something, or if you have pain in them or a heaviness in the scrotum, Uh, if you have male breast growth or feel sore in your chest, and the other thing that you, maybe other symptoms that, you know, pay attention, is early puberty in young boys, including hair growth on the face, body, and the voice getting deeper. Now, the thing is, if this is caught early, testicular cancer can, you know, be treated, you know, fairly effectively. But you also, if, if it's spread, you can get, you know, it, it's like any other cancer, it's going to go to different areas of your body. And so I'm not going to go down the list of these things, but the important thing about this is that something that, you know, started off to be, you know, a bit of a laugh ended up being something that actually was going to be, you know, a huge health benefit for this guy. So, um, that's my, I thought that was kind of a, a cute little you know, thing. So if we're talking about in my intro and it says, um, why is my partner being so distant One of the main reasons I know that partners are being distant is they're either ticked off at you or they're hiding a secret. And I was discussing that. I did my UCLA class last Thursday. And um, one of the things that I mention to people all the time is I like to go over trends and what I see is coming forward in the area of sexuality and sexual health. And... Interestingly enough, there were um, a number of, well there always is, um, psych residents, uh, MD psych residents who were in the class. And one of my comments, when I, and I'm gonna go over these with you right now from the UCLA presentation. The people who attend um, that, that course that I teach you know, one section on are either marriage family therapists, or physicians. And the reason they go to it is because they don't get any, they don't get sexual health and sexual functioning seminars and classes when they're going through med school. If they get anything, it's invariably something along the lines of um, you, uh, they'll talk about sex addiction, or they'll talk about uh, people who have, you know, STIs, sexually transmitted infections, or sexually transmitted diseases, or or preventing pregnancy. That's about it. And but what I know is that for the majority of people, they will go to someone who is a professional to try and get an answer. So these people are being proactive, yay for them. Uh, And given that they are um, going to, they're going to be psychiatrists, one of the big things, they are often going to see people who are dealing with ongoing uh, sexual issues, ongoing relationship issues, uh, because that's, and, you know, people get anxious about things or upset about things. And a lot of the time, it's about how they are socializing and how how connected to the world they are. And the uh, incels, which I had spoken about before, the involuntarily uh, celibate males is something that, uh, we had a really good discussion about, and the one uh, gentleman said, "Yeah, well, they all they do seem to be, you know, rather narcissistic." And these are the these are the young men who are furious at, as they call them, the Chads and stacys of the world. And so one woman's comment was, "Look, if if men hate women, they're going to hate women regardless of what someone's going to do. And if you know they're mad at the women, and then they're mad at the guys who are with the women." There's not much you can do. These people, you know, the, their parents did know. The one guy in Santa Barbara who ended up going, you know, shooting people, stabbing people, he happened to be the guy who ran over all the people in Toronto. The guy in Toronto held this guy in Santa Barbara who did this. He considered him to be a real hero. Well, the guy in Santa Barbara's parents knew something, you know, was a little off with their son because they had sent the police to do a well check on him the week before, you know, he snapped and killed all these people. But the one thing that I talk to these this class about is, and I, I say it on a regular basis, is the incredible increase in the number of people who are having difficulty getting pregnant and starting a family. And one of the things that it's going to be associated with, which we know from the um, uh, animal the the mammal studies that have been done is one of the big things that contributes to it um our vaccines and poly- specifically polysorbate 80 which causes infertility in mice and i made that comment and he said well i'm just not i'm i i can't be agreeing with the thing that vaccines have anything to do with this he said there's never been anything that's shown you know vaccines have this impact. So here I am, lecturing at the front of the room at UCLA with the UCLA medical people. And I know that they have never heard anything about this because the business model of medical schools is you have to create something that keeps people sick. You have to create something that will have them need your services and need what your ancillary money-making arm is, which in this case would be drugs. But I did say, and I mean, I see it, where people are not going to feel able to connect with um, the world as it is. I mean, in China and India, we're already seeing that, where they have 73 million more women, pardon me, men than women, and these young men who are marriageable age, they can't find a woman to marry. They're not going to have a family. They're not going to have something to build their world with. Now, when we come back, I'm going to, we're coming up to our first break, I'm going to continue with the cultural and sexual trends that I discussed at UCLA last week. And then I'm going to go into a section on how how do you choose your perfect partner? Because I have someone who's looking for someone right now. Here come the tunes and I'll be back right after this.
2: Everyone has a skunk story. A friend of mine was dozing on the couch on her patio when she felt something furry brush up against her hand. She thought it was her cat until she smelled a terrible odor. I was petting a skunk, she told me. What's a word for shocked? Timey wimey In Colorado, a wildlife officer was called to help a skunk whose head was stuck in a peanut butter jar. After tugging for 10 minutes, they finally freed the critter and it ran away without spraying anyone. Guess that was a fair trade, otherwise known as quitter for quarter. In Minnesota, it's illegal to tease a skunk. What's the word for teasing a skunk? Tan, tan, tanning, port wardling, and downright foolish. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app to funny for words
3: united states with quality programming this is Tokinet radio
0: welcome to Tokinet radio with a cutting edge welcome back to sex talk imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question be it function sensation or something you've heard this is the spot it's sex talk with Lou on toginet.com And now back to your host, Lou Paget.
1: Hello everyone. And as always, if you do have a question, um, you can send it to, you can go onto my website, uh, Lou com, And you can do a contact and send me a question there, or you can just send it to office at Lou com, whichever way. And, I just want you to know I do answer all of my own questions. I don't have someone who has a you know format of questions and they just they'll pop an answer in there. Uh, no, I want to be able to you know I I can't answer you know a thousand of them a day, but I can certainly answer you know those that um, I feel have you know a real heart behind them. Anyway, so getting back to UCLA and what I talk about as the cultural trends. We are seeing the issue with fertility now. Whether that is because of hormone, you know, endocrine hormone interrupting products like phthalates, or the uh, which often are in in um, soaps or in um, phthalate-containing uh, products. They took them out of the um, baby nipples and bottles, but still people were still using baby bottles, plastic. And microwaving them, and that's where you know the transfer of these things leaches into the milk or the juice or whatever it is they might be cooking. And then we have EMFs, electronic magnetic frequencies from all of the uh, equipment that are that is around someone. I cannot believe people actually are setting up their entire house as a smart house. You are irradiating yourself twenty four seven with all of those things, and. When I was at one point, I was uh, needing to get something fixed um, in my previous residence, and I was speaking to a woman who was I'm in California. She was somewhere like in Baltimore or wherever, and she said, "Do you realize you're like one of the only people on your street that does not have a booster type signal thing for in- increasing <clears throat> the amount of." Uh, uh, energy, not that, um, to, to increase the wireless capacity into your house. I said, seriously? She said, yep. She said, every, almost every house on your block has that in their windows. Those, those are those little things that used to uh, amp up the signal coming in so you've got better coverage. Well, all you're doing is irradiating yourself. And from a sexual health standpoint, what are some of the most quickly dividing cells in a child's body? The germ cells, the, the cells that are in the ovaries and the cells that are in the testes. So, you know, these kids are holding their laptops on their lap, they're eating food that's not good, they're getting vaccinated, and the thing that is happening is we're going to be seeing a change in culturally what's going to be happening for uh, families, people. I mean, the, the handmaid's tail thing, there's parts of that chilling as it is, that Margaret Atwood wrote is very true. Another thing that I see as a trend coming forward, the use of stem cells for the treatment of sexual um, uh, issues that can have uh, improved tone in the PC muscle, pubococcygeus muscle, improvement for men who have erectile issues, they can be used and it will improve the blood flow to the area it can be used for women who have had problems with incontinence um, because of long labors or many pregnancies or just generally when the hormones drop off uh, in perimenopause and menopause the muscles and the strength of the tissue in that area often drops off as well and uh, stem cell therapy can help with that too it can be done um injected uh regionally for that area or it can also be done as iv now when i talk stem cells i'm talking i'm not talking about embryonic from an embryo stem cell no i'm talking about stem cells coming from your own body they can either be harvested as blood and spun down centrifuged down and then you get what they call platelet rich and then the plasma pheresis is introducing it back into your body that will cause um, the with the growth factors in there. It literally causes the cells in those areas to just boom, you know, just sort of wake up and start. Whoa, let's grow in this area. The other place, two places that you can typically get stem cells from, one is the bone marrow, and that's really good for things in the area of blood things, blood issues, or something like that, because your body's really super smart. And once it gets something, it knows where to put it. It knows where it should go. The other area is your own fat, your own adipose tissue. So they can harvest some of that uh, with, you know, um, a needle, a thick, wide needle so that they don't break up all of the the cells. And then they can put, put that into, spin that down, put it back into your body, into the area where you need it. And As the expression goes, you know, if you cut your finger, the body knows to send macrophages, other things, to that area to start healing that tissue. So it only sends them to that area. It doesn't send them to the end of your nose, right? So your body is smart on knowing where to put something. And I'm gonna tell you, coming forward, people who are surgeons, who are doing things like orthopedic surgeons or other surgeons, you know, joint replacement, hip, shoulder, elbow, knee, those are going, those people's businesses are going to drop off dramatically when stem cells become more well-known. I mean, they are legal to do. The FDA has approved them. It, this is not a, you know, a back room procedure. It, it totally, fully works. And what it also will do is, Improve the quality of people's lives because the first thing stem cells do when they come in to you know They're, they're going to be a bigger thing than antibiotics on creating general health and sexual health Because if you have a chronic pain issue You're probably not going to feel much like doing anything sexually and the first thing that stem cells do is they go in and calm down the inflammation so and they they work years after an injury You know, for the NFL players, the National Football League, there are a number of those players right now who they literally got their lives back as a result of stem cells. And one gentleman who in this uh, presentation that I was watching, he said, I was ready to commit suicide. He said, I had no quality of life. I was bedridden. I was in so much pain. And it's only been like three or four months when they shot that piece that he had had Um, stem cell injections into his knees, um, lower back, the other areas. And he said, it is like I have my life back. And But things that people, you know, rheumatologists, um, oncologists, this is going to be a treatment that's going to take care of things that a lot of people are not going to be happy seeing it coming because they have their money making business model is based on making sure that you prescribe things and just trying to, control pain not not heal the body just control pain the other thing that you know and i said that you know people having issues with the continuing and expanding issues remember I'm, st- I'm speaking in front of you know med students here who have graduated and now are doing their residencies and i made the comment that people are still dealing with the issues of loss of libido loss of function with when they are on antidepressants, anti-anxiety um, and they, two of them said, well, we've never seen that. And as someone, you know, and the woman who was coordinating the, the class and came up to me afterwards and she said, right. She said, they have never seen that. And she said, because they're not looking for it. And again, you can't find something you're not looking for, right? So they're not looking for it to be as a result of medications because what do you think, as a psychiatrist, they're going to be doing? They're going to be prescribing those drugs. and there, But there are absolute studies, and I told him. I said, listen, I said, don't worry. I said, it is in the handout. Um, I will send that to you. I will make a point of outlining it for the woman who uh, heads up the course because she will... She'll, she'll get it to them um, electronically. But that's the thing they are saying, they're not seeing it, it is there. And there are studies that have got, been done about it, and for some people it's permanent. Now the reason there aren't very many studies is because in order to say that it's completely attributable to that particular medication, you have to have someone who's A, never been on them, and two, is not taking any other medication. So that's a small group of people to study. I would be one of them. I've never been on anything. I've never taken any of them. And uh, But I also know one of the best cures for depression is sunshine and, and exercise, going for a walk. It's one of the best things you can do. So when I spoke with them, I said, I will absolutely get these studies for you. They're European, they're North American. But again, they're not looking for that. They're looking for, we may need to be prescribing. And when they first started with all of these medications, the anti-anxiety, the antidepressant, they knew initially, Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan wrote and developed what is referred to as the Prozac defense And he was one of physicians who, when Prozac was just being released, he said, you have got to have a warning label on this because they, he said, he's a, you know, an MD. He said, they are, people are talking about suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation, meaning they're thinking about this, they're obsessing about it. And they went after Peter with a vengeance. Now understand He was, I believe he was the youngest president, I believe it was the American Psychiatric Association. He had a very prestigious position where and a huge practice and they went after him and did everything they could to try and destroy him. And, but he had the information to come back with. And what the Prozac defense is, is that as a result of taking that particular medication, this is what caused these people to be homicidal and um, go and you know shoot up their co-workers. So th- these things are there, but many times they won't talk about them. So we're coming up to our next break. And when I come back, I'll continue with the trends from UCLA. And now do we have 30 seconds left or we got 15? I'm seeing 15. Okay. Okay. So when we come back. I'm going to talk about some of the ways that technology and apps are bridging their way into our sex, our sex lives and our bedrooms. Here come the tunes. I'll be back right after this.
2: Notice that no matter how carefully you put the Christmas lights away, they still come out all cringle-crangled and jitterty-jitterty the next year. Christmas tree lights were invented in 1882 by Thomas Edison and by 1900 these miniature versions of his electric light bulb were being advertised to the public. In 1895, Grover Cleveland proudly sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, featuring more than a hundred multicolored lights. By the next Christmas, members of high society were hosting flambustious Christmas tree parties. Of course, in those early days, Days the services of a wireman had to be obtained as many people had considered electricity as
1: a bit of a bugaboo. It's
2: I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app too funny for Words.
3: This is the Toginet Radio Network broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine
0: having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now back to your host Lou Paget
1: Welcome back everyone. <clears throat> Before the break, I was talking about um, the impact that we know occurs for people when they are taking antidepressant, anti-anxiety um, uh, anti well not the hypertensive ones. they are but I'm talking about from a mental, standpoint. And those things were never designed for people to be taking them for years and years and years. They were designed to take care of something at a time and then go off of them. And that's information to me from a gentleman by the name of Dr. Stuart Shipko, who is a psychiatrist MD here in uh, Pasadena. But we do know that there's a one study by Clayton and Montel and so many times people may not even know that it could be attributed to a you know to the medications that they're taking. And what this study showed is that when people self-reported there was only 14% of people that self-reported. But when they were given and answered a 7-point questionnaire about things, then 58% said, yeah, then I now see what, what is going on here. And when it comes to sexual function, many times people are, are very, they're embarrassed to talk about it. They don't want to be seen like, you know, I'm damaged goods or there's something that mattered with me. No. So the important thing about this is that it does happen. The thing that I want to point out to these, you know, these, you know, five psychiatrists, is that this study, that this questionnaire, was published in 2000. That tells you that's almost two decades ago. And we know so much more about what these um, what these antidepressant drugs and other drugs will have on sexual dysfunction. So just to give you an idea of some of the persistent um, sexual dysfunctions there's other drugs is you can have impaired performance, decreased libido, erectile dysfunction, priapism, meaning you have a constant erection, delayed ejaculation, premature ejaculation, retrograde ejaculation, meaning the ejaculation does not come out, it goes back in and it ends up going back into, um, uh, if I'm not going say goes back into the bladder area, uh, painful ejaculation, delayed orgasm, absent orgasm, penile anesthesia. Gynomastica, meaning growing breasts, and galacteria, meaning uh, that I understand that to be um, uh, like a form of milk producing. But these are just things from possible impairments from a drug category. Well, again, these guys did not want to hear this. They were not overly happy, and they were saying, well, you know, you didn't go to med school like me. And I said, no, they didn't say that. I can tell by their face they thought that. And I said, gentlemen, these are studies. I will get them for you. Um, they're peer-reviewed journals. They are there for you. Um, but, again, if you aren't looking for it, chances are you won't see something. Now, um, going on to how do you choose the perfect partner? And one of the things, you know, because this person right now is trying to find the perfect partner person or a person who is perfect for her. And I said, you know, so what are you using? Are you using astrology? Are you using friends? Are you doing things online with online metrics? Um, you know, I mean, I, I do happen to know of one young man who was approached to be a model for a dating website, uh, where he is, um, going to university, he's in university in New York state and they wanted to NYU actually, I believe is where he is. And (laughs) they're using his picture, but he's not on the website. He, you know, he, so they show the models, but they're not really people who are on the site and the thing about using anything with online, you're not really sure what the people are like. And finally they are going after this one particular individual here in California who they do know what his name is or he calls himself a different name than what he actually is. And he was doing the dine and dash on these women. He'd say, Oh, well let's meet at such and such restaurant. And they get there and he says, Oh, I'm not really all that hungry proceeds to order a huge meal and then bails before um, the bill comes and runs out and you know, runs out of the restaurant. Well, the other thing um he he does. His, it is considered a crime to uh, Dinah Dash mm-hmm. in California. So they are looking for this guy to see what he's up to. Uh, but, again, I always find that online, at least because more people are meeting that way, and it is a way of, you know, sorting and weeding, you can find, you know, someone who might have, you know, a shared something with you but expecting someone to be the perfect partner puts a lot of pressure on you and puts a lot of pressure on them and so when i asked this person i said are you wanting to just have someone that you can go and do things with or are you expecting to meet the love of your life you know things change and adjust and it could be that you know you meet someone who is you enjoy just going and doing things with. It doesn't mean it has to be a sexual relationship. And many times I will tell people, look, if you think one person has to fulfill everything for you, you're putting too much on both of you. And, you know, I, in, in partnerships that I've been in, I know that there's certain things that they prefer to do. I'm not interested in doing, you know, um, certain movies. Thank you. No, but I do like to spend time with certain people, and I do like to have a relationship. That, but it's also when people don't feel that they want to have a relationship, they shouldn't. You know that that that's up to them. I love that you know Jane Fonda just came forward and said, "Look, at this point, I'm done dating." Um, people thought that she would marry the individual she was with before. Uh, they've been together for ten years. Mm, no, nope, not going to happen. And, but I also ask people when if you're looking for the perfect partner, you better be the perfect person too. Um, you better be aware of taking care of your health, um, being honest about things, about who you are, because the disasters that you typically see, when it, you know when someone is with someone or trying to make something work, it's because they so desperately want it to work. And I said to this person, look, you have a, your whole world is tied up with trying to do stuff for someone else. Start with yourself first. And this person knew how to be highly manipulative and the the person that they ended up, you know, going into a relationship with, and it was an unmitigated disaster but this person wanted so much to be loved that they were willing to put up with what, you know, in hindsight, after the fact, they knew was an unmitigated disaster. And, you know, some of the disasters that when you see people being in a relationship, you know, was the, did the person have bad manners? And that can go across a whole range of things. Because what bad banners means is they're not respecting you or other people. And that's not someone you want around you. That isn't someone you want to have around you in a work relationship either. If you've got, you know, someone who is late, you know, when they're coming to, you know, for a date, if they don't have, you know, a reason for it, that is just, that's supposed to be when they're on their best behavior. You're not getting their best behavior. Believe me, when they think that they can, you know stop being on their best behavior, chances are they're going to be even more so. Um, Are they, you know, when I talk about Batman, are they rude to people? Are they rude to you? Do they cross boundaries that they shouldn't have crossed? Are they making, you know, comments about things that are kind of like, hey, you know, that's none of your business. Forget it. And, you know, if you catch them lying about non-things, and what I mean by that, Um, I know a woman and she was married to a man for 28 years and his entire family lied and they lied about everything. And as she said, they lied about things that it didn't even matter to, it it made no sense that they were lying about it, but it was just so, I mean, it was so culturally ingrained in them and the person who it started with, because things come from the top down was their mother. And they lied about, I mean, Dee Dee was like, what in heaven's name is the matter with these people? They lie about things that don't even matter. And I had a friend of mine who uh, was in AA, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, and and she'd been sober for years. And her brother was uh, also, you know, ended up going in. But she said, let me be, let me just tell you something. Addicts will lie when the truth would even if the truth would serve them better. And I've had people, I said, look, if you get a little inkling, your your little gut feeling, trust it. And the reason I'm telling you that, there are more nerve endings in your heart than are in your brain. So your heart, when your heart feels something or knows something, or you get a feeling about something, it's telling you the truth, because it can't lie. It can't. So make sure that you look at the behaviors. Pay attention to the words, but pay more attention to their behavior. Cause that's going to tell you everything. Someone who says, Oh, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that for you, and then if they don't follow through, if they are, you know, making stuff up, and you know, if you're if the foundation of so called you know partnership with someone is based on a lie or is fraudulent it's not going to last or it can end up in something really serious bad news here come the tunes when i come back i'm going to go on with choosing your perfect partner in a good way
0: Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. This is TogiNet, Cutting Edge Radio. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: Progressive damage to nerve cells and their connections depicts Alzheimer's disease and includes memory loss, impaired thinking, difficulties with verbal communication, and personality changes, which can all be devastating. Harvard Medical School offers five tips to sidetrack Alzheimer's while enhancing your health. They recommend that, number one, you maintain a healthy weight. Number two, check your waistline. A National Institutes of Health panel recommends waist measurements of no more than 35 inches for women and 40 inches for men. Number three, eat mindfully. Choose food wisely and watch portion sizes. Number four, exercise on a regular basis. And number five, keep an eye on important health numbers like cholesterol, triglycerides, blood sugar, and blood pressure. I'm Annette Hammond.
1: <clears throat> what I'm going to talk about is how do you find a an ideal or a perfect person or someone who really matches up with you in a good way? Well, the first thing you have to start with is being honest with yourself. Okay, you have to be honest about what is important for you. You know, are looks really important for you? If they are, say that. Um, if Having, you know, how your sexual chemistry is, if that's really important, say that and know it. And I'll use as an example on the most recent uh, married at first sight, Boston, one of the women, Molly, just could not be the least, did not feel any attraction to the man that she met and married. And I, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, she's out of her mind but hey i'm not there and but he was without a doubt you know the best looking of all of the guys and kept himself in incredible shape he jumped in with both feet but because she didn't feel any chemistry with him she just you know she wouldn't have anything she wouldn't she didn't want to you know touch him and that is she was at least being honest that she wanted she it needed to be something that was organic for her and not forced. Now I will also say that you know if sex is really important and chemistry is really important, then it is and if that is what makes it you know makes you know turns your dial, um, that's what's going to keep you focused and that's what's going to keep you with a partner. Now how important is money and security? It's really important for a number of people really important. And you're not being shallow if you say, I, you know, I want to feel secure. That's honest, but you have to also say, I'm willing to do my part in maintaining this security. It isn't just someone else has to make me feel secure. And if the important thing is, how is you know, someone's health? If someone has an ongoing chronic health issue, that may not work for you. I remember uh, the woman who was my realtor, and Sherry was really funny. She said, look, I'm at an age now, she said, I do not want to be a nurse, and I don't want to be a purse. She said, I don't want to be either of those things, because what will often happen is men, as they get older, particularly you know over 60, over 70, they're looking for someone to take care of them. And... If that means you know someone having to you know take care from a health standpoint, look you know most women do not want to sign on to be a caregiver. They want to sign on to be a partner with someone. But you know depending on what the dynamics are, some people you know health you know they're they like someone just as they are, which is the thing that makes it easier for most people to stay with someone who does have you know a health issue is because they you know love them for years and they will do anything they can to help them. It's a different dynamic of when you're going in and there's already a health thing. And I remember a woman who was dating, they have subsequently married um, a gentleman who had a number of health issues. And she said, you know, I, I have to be really honest that, you know, I know he has health issues. Uh, one of them was, you know, one of the, a sight issue. Another was another issue, but she said, um, they did marry. Um, I don't know how they're doing at this point because they've also undergone another massive impact where he lost all of his social status. Um, he didn't lose his money, but he lost, a, he lost all of the things that he was known for, um, including getting kicked out of the company that he started. So that may be something that, Would because that when you have that dynamic occur in a relationship, it's like the death of who the person previously was, and many times relationships, marriages will end when the person goes, "This is not what I signed up for," and they go their separate ways. Um, Another thing that people have to really be honest with themselves about is how attractive are you. You can't be you know you can't be ignoring what is actually in the mirror. You just can't. Um, Even though it's not nice, even though it's not, you know, we try to think of ourselves as, well, we're about that. No, we are being judged every single day by what we wear, how we dress, what we look like. And that's because we are, we've been, you know, from the primitive times, we've had to be aware of judging stuff to keep ourselves from being lunch, right? But we still have that hardwired into our brain to judge things. If you want to, you know, go with a friend somewhere and do a makeover. Change something. Put something into place that makes you feel good. You do not want to be feeling that you're invisible. You want to feel like you're going to be seen. You, people are aware of you. One thing that always helps most people is any form of exercise, whether it's a five minute walk in the morning, whether it is working out at the gym, whatever it may be. I mean, The main reason we have gyms now is because most people have sedentary jobs. They sit down and they stay sort of in one position, you know, all day. They're not moving around. If there's anything you can do, you know, have a stand up desk, have something that has you do something more active, your body will thank you. So will your brain. Another thing that people, I want people to be honest about is are you doing this for ego? Are you, you know, doing it because you're being pressured to be in a relationship? Uh, I have friends of mine who are from Asian families, and there's a huge amount of pressure to, you know, be married, to have children, and they're not interested in doing that, and their parents put a huge amount of pressure on them. Would you want to be with someone whose parents just pressured them into it? No. But that's, you know, that's what, you know, these people are dealing with. And I said, look, you've got your... Yeah, I understand your culture. Your parents are talking about their culture. But that's not you. And the important thing for you is choosing who you want to be with. Now, the other thing is, are you really attracted to someone of, you know, the other sex or do you want someone who is same sex? There are times when people are attracted to both or the one forms of bisexuality. And the more secrets that you have hidden, the harder it is going to be for you to find a partner that is going to be the partner for you because you're gonna be dancing around issues you don't wanna talk about. So let's just say your number one thing, you really like sex, but your number one thing about sex that you really like is anal sex. But you think if you say that, they're gonna think, oh, there's something you know wrong with you. No, not necessarily. And I do apologize. Uh, we seem to have a lot of <laughs> emergency vehicles today. <laughs> Hopefully everyone's okay. And I always say about when I see an emergency vehicle, I hope these people are able to go home today. So when I ask people, many times they're not being honest about who they are choosing or what they are looking at. And there's a gentleman that we see in the morning when we're going on our walk. And he said last week, he said, he said, I married the same woman three times. She just had a different face. So he knows it, and this guy is turning 65, and he knows, you know, he has, you know, a, he does not have a good marriage, Um, but he kept choosing the same woman, and I see people do that ongoing. Have you ever noticed how some people, they all look the same? (laughs) They all have the same look. Well, maybe that's the thing that, you know, turns the dial for you. So be it, but You also, you don't know if there might be someone who... And when we talk about soulmates, what we're talking about is someone who's going to be there for a soul um, lesson, something that will move your world differently, someone who will help you grow. And you can have a soulmate who is, you know, a relative, a parent, um, a sibling, someone who is not the person who you may you know be in a relationship with but if you are you know wanting to have a good relationship a good sexual relationship a connected relationship you have to put the work into it it doesn't occur on its own so whether that means <clears throat> finding a way to go and meet some people in a place where it's very enjoyable for you um, I, if you are, you know, single and you are wanting to meet somebody, why not talk to your hairdresser? Your hairdresser may know someone or, you know, <laughs> we just went out for uh dinner with uh, a friend who his wife was one of my longest term friends here in Los Angeles. And she died a year, February of 2017. And we met him and a whole group and we we're celebrating her life and met the woman he is now with. And what happened is he said, you know, I think it's time for me to be out there in the world. And he was going to her hairdresser and the hairdresser said, well, ask me, I know 300 women, you know, in his clientele. He said, you know, I can introduce you to people. So whoever it is, have, make sure you have someone who knows you if they're picking someone for you. You know, they'll know the things that, you know, and they may they may have known the other person as well. That makes it easier. You also have to be honest about, do you want someone who has kids or not kids? Do you want someone who has, you know, that, you know, for many people, they have children. And that's another dynamic that can factor in. So when I ask people, I, I want them to be as honest with themselves and as kind with themselves as is possible. Because when you wanna share your life and your body and what's happening in your world, you want someone who treats it gently. And you want someone who treats you gently. Not, you know, this doesn't mean you aren't gonna have issues where, you know, things come up. You will, it typically always happens. But you wanna have something where you see a future and you're looking forward into that direction the same way. If you're sleeping together already, one of the things you can do is wake up in the middle of the night, roll over, look at them. If it makes your heart smile, chances are you're in the right place. If it doesn't, you may want to reconsider because it's your brain doing the thinking and 95% of your thoughts during the day are subconscious So and actions because you don't have to you know teach yourself how to walk again every day. So today was, remember, if you're choosing someone, choose for the right reasons and be honest with yourself. If you are going to be using any medications, make sure you find out what the side effects are. Read the classic package inserts. Have a great day, and I will talk with you next week. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.